the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing an awesome message with you that's entitled Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Something God wants every believer to do, including me and you. All of us who are born again have the awesome opportunity to have a close, intimate relationship with God Almighty. Imagine that. But unfortunately, although the opportunity is there, not many of us get there. That is, have and enjoy a close, intimate relationship with God like He wants it to be. The good news is that there are things that can be done by each and every one of us to increase the intimacy between God and us. There are pathways that God's Word tells us that we can follow that'll get us to the place where we can have the close, intimate relationship with God that He desires to have with us. So let's learn about some of those pathways that'll help us to get there, that is, into a more intimate, close relationship with Him. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Galatians chapter 2. says something he want to do with you. Start reading verse 19. Paul understood it. That's why he was telling the Galatians about it. He said in verse 19, For I, I through the law am dead to the law, that I may live unto God. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul began to start teaching them, praise God, about the importance uh, of how they should live their lives. Paul teaches us that the life that we live should be unto God. The life that we live should be unto God. I'm talking right now to intimate sons. Praise God. Amen. And those of you who might become interested in becoming intimate sons, that we're supposed to live our lives unto God. But if the truth is anywhere near told, we lust ourselves. We care for ourselves at a level that we should not care for ourselves. What level is that, Pastor? To the point that you won't do the will of God. That you pull back from the one who died for you to do the will of God. If we love ourselves that much, we love ourselves way too much. See, Paul said, it's me that lives, but not actually. It's actually Christ. He understood that when Jesus was crucified, he was too. That when Jesus went to that cross, he did too. Because he understood that it was an identification thing that occurred. Whereas he identified with, come on, Deuce. He identified with Christ so strongly, praise God, that he saw himself as the one that went to the cross. 
and, and he identified with Christ so strongly that he saw himself as being Christ who walked out from that point forward. To him, that, to him, the him that was crucified was old him. That was the pre-redeemed him. But to him that now lives is the post-redeemed him. That's to him that lives his life under God. That's to him that lives by the faith of the son of God. Remember, faith is hearing what God has to say, believing it to the point that you will and operate according to it. Hearing what God has to say, trusting him enough till you operate upon what he says to you and turn aside from everything else and lock in with what God has for you. This is his faith in whom the son of God is and how the son of God told him and showed him how to live his life. Because when you begin to live your life under God, God will tell you and show you how to live your life. He will tell you and show you how to live your life. He'll show you in scripture so that you can see that it's true. And he'll show you by people that are around you who are already living this thing right in front of you. So that you can be able to learn what you ought to do so that you can be able to step into the life that God has in store for you. Turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, please. Come on, have an ear to hear. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. See, whatever we do with our lives should be done under God. Whatever we do with our lives should be done under God. We're in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We're going to read verse 10, 9 first and come down into 10. It says, for God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. That whether we wake or sleep, that we should live together with him. See, we're supposed to live our lives together with, with, with the Lord. We're supposed to live our lives together with the Lord. That word together properly means at the same time. At the same time. I was watching uh, the Olympics the other day, at least you know, some parts of it the other day. And I really got a kick out of it, praise God. I was watching synchronized diving, praise God, synchronized diving. It was amazing to me, praise God, the level that these people, that these people were united with one another, especially the American couple. The Canadian, Canadian, Canadian one was good too, praise God, and so was the, the Chinese one. They was like throwing down too, to the point that these two ladies, different body types, maybe different body shapes, maybe different heights, and everything else like that, had spent so much time with one another to the point that they could be on two separate platforms right next to one another. Say one word, and they might count, you know, in their language and stuff. Mm, that was the French. Do, toi. And they like, do, they both lean up together. Then they move, take a step. Move, take another step. Hit the end of the board go through whatever gyrations in the air and hit the water at the exact same time in the exact same formation. I was like, dang. I was loving it. I was like, wow, do it again, do it again. And, 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 and then somebody else got up and, did, and then the American girls, the one that won, they got to go. They got up, they was like, I was like, that's like out cold because one of them was a little heavier than the other one. One of them was a little taller than the other one, which means you ain't got to be exactly the same, but you got to be together. And they were together, praise God. And all while I'm watching that, I could hear in my ear, that's how you're supposed to be with me. Absolutely synchronized to the point that every move I make, you make the same move. You make it at the same time. 
You don't, you don't procrastinate. You don't wait till next year when I said now. Because that throws the synchronization off and points are lost. And whereas a goal was waiting on you, some folk never meddled because they might have, they might have dove. They might have dove in the same water at kind of the same time, kind of the same way. But when they would slow it down, you know, you, know, you could see, oh, look, they ain't the same. This one is still spinning. This one's legs together. That leg all gapped. You know, Jesus stayed holy. It denotes close association with. This word together at the same time denotes close association with, which means when you have close association with God, you'll get on the same rhythm as him, same beat as him, same step as him, same moves as him. To the point that it'll be so much that you would think one was the other and the other was the other. It denotes close association with, because this is how it occurs. It's through close association. While they were, you know, the announcers, you know, they like to talk and stuff like that. They got that job. They're doing it. They better talk. They got, you know, traveled all those miles, miles and, and, and living off somebody else's money. Praise God. They better have good conversation during that time. So they got to talking and stuff like that. And they was talking about these two have spent so many years together. They spent so much time together that they just know one another. They finish each other's sentences. And they were saying things like that. I'm like, if that ain't the way it's supposed to be. To the point that somebody should be able to say the first half of the scripture, you should say the rest of the half. Why? Because they spent time with one another. That's why God's inviting you. Come spend time with me. That's why if he say two words, you only, a lot of folk don't know what to say past that. That's why it also translates together with. Together with. See, when we're together with somebody, where they go, we go. That's because we're together with them. We're in close association with them. It also translates, or excuse me, it also means what they do, we do. See, we're together with them. Even if we're not doing what they do at the, at the very least, we're right there with them while they're doing it. What they're doing, while they're doing it. That's why somebody can be right there with a person who busts a cap in somebody and you can go to the same chamber. Well, they give you your own gas chamber. But you go to your own gas chamber, praise God. Because you were right there. Does that make sense? God wants us to be right there with him. That's why he's inviting us to get closer to him. Now, prior to being born again and finding out about all this, we weren't living our lives together with God. Can I testify? I wasn't living my life together with God in no kind of a way. And as quiet as it's kept, after being born again, we still weren't living our lives together with him. We may have become sons of God, but we're distant sons. We may have become sons of God, but we're remote sons. Remote allows you to get nowhere near something. You know, like you got your remote for your TV now. I, I say I was old enough to remember when you changed the channels. Don't, 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 and you change the channels and stuff like. I remember all that. Hey man, turn it back to brump, brump, brump. You know, and you change the channels. Hey man. I remember that. Praise God. Amen. What are you saying? If you lost a, if you lost a knob, you use uh, 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 pliers. Leave them right there next to the thing. With a hanger, with a hanger for an antenna. Praise God. <laughs> Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Praise God. 
But a remote now lets you be distant and work with it. Like, you know, some folks might try to work with God, but they stay distant. They only push the button when they want something. See, we may have become sons of God, but we're actually distant. That's because we had, we had, we had not yet become aware of or had not yet begun to care about what God desires for us. A lot of us are not yet aware of what God has for us or, or, or desire what God has for us. I was talking to a young man, praise God, that I get the privilege to be able to pastor from a distance. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He was a member of the church, but he, you know, moved away for a little while, praise God. He was talking to me earlier today, and uh, he called me, praise God, so I talked to him because I'm his pastor. And uh, he was sharing with me about how there was a time he didn't know all these things. It was a time that he didn't know all these things were available. And he was dealing with a family that he says, they still don't know it's available. But I know it's available. And I'm like, now I even know that I have to pay attention to who I agree with. Because they don't even know what I know. And I'm like, go on, young man, learn this thing. Bro, I got folks sitting up in here ain't learning this thing like this. Praise God. He long distance getting it off a of CD and learning it. Praise God. Because it don't matter where you are. You can be remote right here. And you can be close from afar. Is anybody hearing me up in here? See, we hadn't learned that yet. We were still operating in our Christianity as newborn babes who had not yet grown from the sincere milk of the word. Because the sincere milk of the word makes you grow. We hadn't grown yet. We were still selfish and stubborn, still wanting to do things our way, wasn't what we, wanting what we want, and could not care less about anybody else uh, or what they want, especially, or I should say, including God. But some of us are still in the state of Christianity that we really don't care nothing about what God wants yet. We really don't. We really don't. We, we, know, we know to wave our hands and say amen, but we, when it comes time to do it, we ain't doing it. We ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. Let's see there's some straight-up benefit for us, praise God. Other than that, we ain't doing nothing. But as we began to utilize the, the pathway of intimacy with God called prayer, we became closer and more intimate with God. We learned more about who God is, who Jesus is, what, what they both did for us. Learn more about what it is that they did for us and through us so, so that they could be able to do, bring some things and have some things happening to us and through us. We learn more about what their expectation of us is as a result of what they did for us. You see, as a result of utilizing the pathway of intimacy with God we call prayer, we became more sensitive and compassionate toward God and what he desires for us. Because one of the things that prayer will do if you continue to pray is make you more sensitive to what God wants becomes you're more sensitive to what God wants. Because prayer allows closeness to occur. You don't believe me? Begin to pray for somebody. Anybody. Just pick somebody. Just begin to pray for them. Before you know it, you're going to start caring about them more than you actually cared about them before. To the point that you're going to want to know what's up with them for real and want to help them to be able to step into more. Amen. Start praying for somebody. Well, you start praying to God and watch what happens. You'll pick up a sensitivity to God. You begin to want what he wants, desire what he desires, aspire for what he aspires. You become close enough and an intimate enough son that you'll be willing to give God what he desires. Even if it don't match what you desire. To the point that you'll be willing to lay down your desire to be able to pick up his desire. Come on, have an eater here. You'll lay down your desire and pick up his desire. See, we, we became intimate enough to be able to care about what God cares about, even at the expense of our own past plans 
and desires. Because as you become closer and closer to God, you'll see him more and you'll concern yourself less about your past plans. I'm including the plans that was established when you was remote. Because see, most of us establish our plans for our lives while we're remote sons. But as we get closer and closer to God, we find out some of those don't fit in. Many of those ain't going to fit in. In fact, you might even find out that most of them don't fit in. You might even find out none of them fit in. Because that's not at all what God's got planned for you. Now the question is, will those plans that you hold come between you and him? Because you won't drop yours to be able to grab him. Because you won't drop yours to grab him. That's up to and including not living our lives to ourselves, but living a life that Jesus died for us to live. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. See, Jesus is the example left for us of a close, intimate son who didn't live his life for himself, but lived his life for his father. Jesus was an example for us. See, a lot of us, we learn about this. I want to do WWJD. That's cute. I love that. I think that's just as cute. WWJD. I wish I would have came up with it. Praise God. Amen. I would have built some churches off all that money. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. But you don't want to just know what would he do. God put in scripture what he did do. So that you can follow what he did as an example. Come on, let's read it. First Peter chapter 2, verse 21. It says, For even hereunto were ye called. This is what you called to. Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. So he left us an example. The word example right there means copy for imitation. The word example means copy for imitation. God left us a copy for imitation. Who is Jesus? So we're supposed to look at Jesus and attempt to imitate him. Copy him. Act like he act. Do like he do. Come on now. I know y'all didn't do this, but you know folk that used to sit back there and watch Michael Jackson, for example. He used to see him do his little moves and stuff like that. You'll see folk that will stand in front of the screen and watch it and copy it to the point that they can bust them same moves and stuff. You know, move the cap forward and everything else like that and spin around and stuff like that and moonwalk backwards and stuff like that. You're like, would you like and spin in place and, you know, throw your little hand on the side like, leave that long right Amen. Praise God. It's, 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 hallelujah. The point I'm ready, imitate the moves. That's what I'm trying to say. Praise God. Well, the Bible says, for even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Now, we're supposed to be followers of his steps. Verse 22 said, who did no sin, neither was God found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not. When he, was suffer- when he, had- when he suffered, he threatened not. But this is what he did, committed himself to him that judges righteously. He committed himself to him. That word committed right there means surrendered. 
He surrendered himself. This is what Jesus did. He surrendered himself to him who judged righteously. The one that judged righteously is his father. He surrendered himself to his father. That word surrender, that word committed, that's a consecration type word. He surrendered himself. Threw his hands in the air. And moved forward like about his life, he no longer cared. And when the Lord told him what he wanted to do, he, he said to the father, oh yeah. And then he committed, he surrendered himself. Verse 23, surrendered himself to him that judges righteously, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose, whose stripes ye were healed. Now, most people, when they read this verse, they concentrate on the healing part. And thank God for that, because most times when we read this, we need the healing part. Praise God. But at the same time, look also that he said he did what he did so that we, being dead to sins, dead to sins, we, we're not involved in that no more, should live unto righteousness, that we should live unto righteousness. Jesus did what he did so that we should live unto righteousness. That word righteousness right there is talking about justification, where we've been made just as if we'd never sinned a day in our lives, just as if there was never any separation between God and us. That it was just as if there was never any separation from God and us. And taking us back to Eden so that just as if Adam never sinned. Now, prior to Adam's sin, Adam was an obedient man of God. Did everything that God told him he wanted to do. His life was lived under God, living exactly the life that God wanted him to. And God came through Jesus Christ and reconciled us back to himself to place us back in that position to be able to live that same life out that was being lived out then. To be able to erase all the effects of all that was done before and be able to restore for you the opportunity to step into so much more. So you can go back to Eden without going back to Eden. But you can start right now and begin to live your life unto God from this point forward and turn the world you live now into an Eden. Praise God. But that word righteousness also means equity. It also means equity of character or act. It means equity of character or act. Whereas God said he died for you, Jesus Christ died for you, so that you can be able to live equitable in character to Christ. Equitable in actions to Christ. In other words, we ought to conduct ourselves in a way that is equitable to righteousness. Equitable to the righteousness that we've received. The price that was paid for it and the person who paid the price for it. That we ought to live equitable to him. Equal to him. Equitable to him. Equal to him. So we ought to be living our lives equal to Christ. We ought to be living our lives equal to Christ. That the life that he lived, we're supposed to live too. He died for me and you to live equitable. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I really hope that you're seeing what the Word of God says about the increased intimacy that God wants to have with us, the importance of it, and the benefit that comes from it. I hope even more that you're seeing the importance of doing what you need to do to follow the pathways to increase intimacy that God's Word lays out for me and you so that God can get what He wants, that is, an increased intimacy of relationship with me and you. 
If you want to hit a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas. We'll be more than glad to get it to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee that it'll be a blessing to you when you do. And speaking of coming through, I invite all the single unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to a fellowship that's held in Word of Faith just for you. We invite all the single unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our G to be that's our glorified to be uniquely here singles fellowship this Friday evening. It's a monthly single seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio for the single saints here in San Antonio. It's a monthly single seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half you pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the single saints to done on the fourth Friday of every month for all the single unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas of all ages come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that will help them live successfully in their singleness. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Neither I, VIP Transportation Service, is available for this too. So come on through and bring a few single saints with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we're in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 